from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Riley Leonard in the portal. Yeah. How about that? You know what this is? You know what Riley Leonard in the portal is? Exactly what the portal was designed for? There's like, uh, I just saw Dante Moore, former top five pick in, in the country, UCLA quarterback. He's in the portal. We talked about it earlier. MJ Morris, quarterback from NC State, elected in the middle of the season to preserve his red shirt. Now he's in the portal. Uh, Mitch Griffiths, Wake Forest, he's in the portal. Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina, he's in the portal. Uh, like all of these portal, 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 portal. They're all not the same. Some, you could, you could argue a, a quarterback or a player is abusing the portal. Okay, they are using one school to build up their own equity to, uh, you know, help them develop. And then as soon as they reach the peak of their powers, they're going somewhere else to cash in. You could have you could have problems with that. Right. Um, I just saw Thayer Thomas, actually. Uh, and let, me, let me go ahead and, and say it, uh, exactly as he tweeted it. Uh, Thayer Thomas got to got to type it in. While you're looking that up, by the way, Mike Bunting, uh, Never, never, never did play collegiate hockey, so I think he's good to go. So, we, all right, cool. He he can come in and set some hard screens off the bench yeah. for for Duke. Uh, Thayer Thomas tweeted out former NC State wide receiver. Now I believe he's in the the Vikings practice squad. Uh, tweeted, "Bring back college football where you love your teammates and the school you represent." Part of me thinks, right? If if uh, someone hits the portal, you're like, man, they don't love their teammates. Man, they're quitting on the school that invested in them. Man, like I hear that. But occasionally you get a a Riley Leonard. He committed to Duke, right? He had a really weird high school because there was that COVID year that shut everything down. Yeah. Uh, he was a basketball recruit, but it all got kind of wonky. Ends up with, with, with a football scholarship to Duke. He commits. He stayed through a coaching change, right? But he was there for the Cutliffe to Elko merger or transition. Played through injuries. Left it all out there on the line. Right, you remember uh, that the end of that Notre Dame game. You remember him trying to come back for that Louisville game, and and it just like he didn't have it physically, and he played through it. He was a tough guy, and yes, he did build his own value along the way. He became a better quarterback. He became a dark horse first round pick at times in on NFL draft boards. He became all of that, and now. Through, you could say, no fault of Duke's own, that he's facing another coaching change. Those aren't fun for players. He's facing another coaching change, and he has a chance to go cash in, and he's hitting the portal. If you pay attention to Duke players' social media, seems like everybody's pretty universally happy for him. Right? They're posting pictures. They're posting memories. They they seem to understand why this guy is leaving. And I would say he's leaving Duke a better program than he found it. It's now not crazy to have college game day in Durham for football rather than basketball. It's now not crazy for them to play four prime time Saturday night against a wide array of opponent games. That's what the portal is for, right? If the portal allows players in that situation facing multiple coaching changes at a program that he laid it all out there on the line for, 
if, if it allows that player to transfer rather than being handcuffed to a program that isn't treating them right. And again, whether it's Duke's fault or not, it's not fair to expect a player to have four, three head coaches in their in their time on campus. Yeah. Not to mention the differences in position coach and the differences in coordinators. It's not it's not fair. So if that guy can get out and and you know cash in a little bit of money, go to a program with maybe a little bit more stability, I'm fine with it. And and I think because of that, you have to be fine with it being kind of abused by a few other guys because it's it's impossible to distinguish between someone in Riley Leonard's situation and someone in a, another player situation that's just going, where's the dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's it's different. When I was coaching, I would always tell players when I recruited them. I said, no matter what school you go to, even this one, the one I was coaching at, I said. The coach that's recruiting you, there's a high likelihood, won't be there when you graduate. Because I would always get that question all the time. Coach, you going to be here when I graduate? And, of course, many coaches say, oh, that's the plan. Of course, absolutely. And I say, look, <laughs> don't fall for that. Because the moment that you leave, the athletic director can walk into their office and say, thanks, but best of luck in your future mm-hmm. endeavors. You just don't know what the, what's going to happen. So that's just kind of how things are. And, and as, like, to, to – Again, to me, it's different based on the situation sure. your motivations of leaving. But, yeah, you talk about, again, like multiple coaches and things like that. Multiple coaches. Yeah. You've laid it all on the line. You've fulfilled your commitment. Like all those sorts of things. And, and, and then to be asked to once again go through the coaching change, it's like, no, get out of there. I get it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely understand it. It's just hard to like in rule language, right, in the, the, the written word of the rule book, differentiate so I'm like all right yeah if somebody leaves just because they're like oh thank you for developing me and giving me this opportunity I'm gonna go cash in somewhere else fine right you know it, it, it goes back into what I've said all along to me transfer the rules that used to limit transfers were kind of like non-competes in in business right non-compete clauses and contracts and, you know, some states, they're more easily enforced than others. I mean, get really deep into the, the, the weeds. But my thought always was on a, on a non-compete is I'd much rather run a business in a way that people don't want to go work for my, my competitors, right? Like if, if they are doing their job and if they are somebody I want to keep around, I want my business to be one they want to stay at. So if, if – I don't want them to stay because they're they're trapped. I want them to stay because I take care of them and I care about them and and I have a workplace that is fun or or worthwhile and 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 developing them and all those sorts of things. So it's the same I look at it the same way. If you don't want players to be jumping out to go to the transfer portal, take care of them. Right? Yeah. Show that they're being developed, show that they're cared for, show that uh, you know, as as far as you can, you will take care of them uh, to to what they deserve in the name, image, and likeness space, and 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 show them that. And if they still want to leave, then that, there was nothing you could have done. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, what is the ideal time to shift to retirement planning? Yeah, I think the minute you start working, you need to start thinking about retirement. It's very important. 
as you approach retirement to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. So we spend a lot of time. I'm a retirement income certified professional. I am trained to put together a lifetime income plan. Go ahead and give them a call. Capital Financial Advisory Group, 800-691-3215. Make sure they know you heard about it right here on The Drive. Or text TIM to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. Some guys joining the portal, they don't necessarily... uh, they, they they don't, you know, every transfer portal entry isn't isn't the exact same is what I'm getting at. Some I look at and I go, good for the player. Some I look at it and go, wow, I wish they had different people advising them. Mm-hmm. They're adults. They get to make their decision and make their mistakes. But Riley Leonard is one I'm like, oh, that's kind of what the portal's for. Rather than be forced through another coaching transition, he's going to get to handpick his place and make some money doing it. Good, good for the young man. He picks his coach, not his coach chosen for him. <laughs> exactly. Good and and you know if he, maybe if he were a little bit higher level player he might have you know a little input in the coach and then he would stay like it's 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 all different it's all different and it and it's it's centered around the quarterbacks let's just look at the quarterback future in college football the transfer portal hasn't even officially opened for non graduates and and non graduate transfers and non coaching change players if you're coaching change you can always enter the portal right away uh, if you graduate you can always enter the portal right away if not you have to wait till Monday. I'm just gonna rattle like I my my notes in front of me do not have a list of quarterbacks. Uh, Max Johnson went into the portal from Texas A&M to North Carolina. Riley Leonard's in the portal. MJ Morris is in the portal. Mitch Griffiths is in the portal. Grayson McCall's in the portal. Dante Moore's in the portal. KJ Jefferson's in the portal. These are all Power Five starting quarterbacks. The portal doesn't open till Monday. DJ Uyunglele's in the portal. Like there, there are so many quarterbacks going in the portal, and and it's going to change the way everything is thought of. I, I I pose this question. By the way, there's a couple emergency editions of Pack Therapy, the podcast, out uh, based on the MJ Morris news that he's going into the portal. One with myself and Dennis. That was immediate reactions moments after the news broke, <laughs> literally. Uh, and and then one with myself and Mike Glennon a little bit later on, a little bit more measured conversation going on there. Both on YouTube as well. Both on YouTube, 99.9 The Fan. About halfway through the the conversation with Mike Glennon, I came up with this question. Right, Because Mike played at NC State, you know, occasionally you get get asked, you know, a parent or a family friend or something, hey, my son is, you know, being recruited, wants to be the starting quarterback at NC State. What advice do you have? Maybe even has an offer from NC State. I genuinely don't know if the best way to become the starting quarterback at NC State is to go to NC State out of high school. I might advise you to go somewhere, like especially if NC State's like, oh, you know, you're a developmental guy, we're going to offer you, hopefully you'll play your junior year. Like if they're honest with you, right? Say, so, you know, you need to put on some weight. You need to, I might say, like, go to Coastal. Yeah. I might say, uh, you know, do you have any other Power 5 offers that come with a much better chance of playing early, right? If you want to be the starting quarterback at NC State, it might behoove you to go somewhere you can play early, build up your value, then transfer to NC State. That might be a more likely way to be the starting quarterback at NC State than going to state out of high school. 
It's so weird to think of it that way, but you, I think you you might be right on this. It, it's it's you know Mike kind of sat there and, and we had a lot of re- like on air realizations in the Pack Therapy Pod. He's like, I think I'm the last starting quarterback at NC State that started and ended at NC State. Mike played ten years in the NFL. Because you think of Jacoby Brissett came in, Ryan Finley came in, uh, uh, obviously Brennan Armstrong came in, MJ Morris now started a little bit. He's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben Finley left like like there's a lot on the the way. Yeah, yeah. So I, f- I forgot the percent transferred in, transferred in from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Finley transferred in from Boise. There's there's one more that I'm missing there after after Finley, but it was also a, a transfer. Um, there's there's college football quarterback specifically because only one plays. It's almost like. Out of high school, go to the place you don't want to play because you're not going to end up there, right? Go, Don't go to the place you want to end your career straight out of high school because it's almost a 0% chance that you will. Because, like, like, look at it this way. Let's say it goes perfectly, right? Let's say somebody goes to, to an ACC program and you're so good you end up the all-time ACC touchdown passes leader. You end at Notre Dame. That's Sam Hartman. <laughs> Like, if it goes super well, you end up transferring out and cashing out all your your NIL money and making a million. If it goes super poorly, you go somewhere else for an opportunity to play because you're you're not going to get one at the place you you started at. That's just the nature of college football nowadays. And it's crazy. And and coaches, it's going to be very, very difficult to plan for. Very difficult. And do you know what else coaches are going to be excited about? If they bring in a transfer, you do have more control because two-time transfers don't get to play. So you you almost want your players to go somewhere else for one year, then transfer to you because then you absolutely control them until they graduate. Now, if they graduate in three, you only get two years of control. But two years of control is better than one, and it's difficult to graduate in three if you're transferring in the middle of that. Like there's all of these little weird loopholes that that are just gonna they're gonna change the game. They're gonna ch- and by the way, not change the game like change the way you watch games on Saturdays. I'm saying change the way that the entire off season is viewed. The entire way coaches, it might not even be worth it for Power Five schools to recruit high school quarterbacks. Like almost you go to a mid major school, you go to a group of five, you go to an FCS school out of high school, and then after your sophomore year. You enter into the possibility of going to a power five. Yeah. For everyone other than the super duper five stars. Like I, I went to the University of Delaware, who by the way announced earlier this week we're joining the conference USA. Oh, look at that. We're going to FBS. Always knew I'd play for an FBS school. Just didn't know I wouldn't be there when it was. Um, I was an FCS guy. But uh my advice to Delaware would be go find a four star, right? Somebody who has no business going to Delaware. Way too good for Delaware. And say, where do you want to go? And they're going to say, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, whatever, right? They're, they're going to say they want to go to the biggest. Ah, oh, you know, you're probably not good enough for that yet. But here's what I'm going to do for you, right? In the Conference USA, we're going to play you as a freshman. We're going to work with you. We're going to help you put on weight. We're going to get you ready to play. You're going to put up a bunch of stats. And then after your freshman year, we're going to fine-tune all of your little mistakes and all the little hiccups. We're going to play your sophomore year. You're going to be the best player in Conference USA. Then we don't even expect you here your junior year. 
We will put together the highlight film to send to all of your dream schools and get you there after two years. And we're, by the way, we're going to say the same thing to the four star that's replacing you after those two years. Like we don't, if, if you want to go to, to, and and by the way, if you don't end up at Georgia, you end up at a, you know, Kentucky or whatever, we're yeah. going to help you there. Like turn yourself into the best triple A program and you'll have really good quarterbacks for two years at a time. What am I talking about? This is, this is alien. This is foreign to, <laughs> to college football like five years ago. But you have to embrace what it is, and that's just what it is. So you basically are saying college football programs should change quarterbacks like I change shoes. Maybe not that often. Okay. Maybe like a normal person changes shoes. Oh, describe normal. <laughs> well, you, you what, like four, four pairs a day? What are we looking at? Uh, depends on the day. But <laughs> On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the Triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.